0: Welcome everyone to a very very special edition of the podcast today as always before we get into it some very quick housekeeping Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Felix.levine. I post little clips of all my episodes when they drop. Um, you'll see all the future guests that are coming on the show, and it's a it's a great way for us to uh, to interact. I've gotten a, a bunch of really cool DMs recently. Um, so I really appreciate all you guys' uh, feedback and, and support. So please uh, follow me on there. And then if you want to watch the episodes, YouTube, search my name, Felix Levine. There you'll find everything in its full video formats. Uh, website, Felix-Levine.com, if you're interested in that. There's also my email on there, so if you want to contact me, uh, I get some, I get some funny ones every so often, so, uh, please make sure you, you do that, because I love hearing from you guys. My guest today, I am absolutely super excited to have her on for a third time. She is my first three-time guest. She is one of the most insightful and wise people that I, that I know and that I've had on. Please welcome the amazing... Christina Hutchinson. And we're live. Christina. Damn. I am, uh, I'm very excited to see you because A, we're a little late on our annual therapy session. Yeah.
1: Lots about, about
0: By about six months.
1: Okay. I'm glad you remember.
0: But that's good though because then we have, um, extra heavy.
1: Ground to cover.
0: Childhood traumas to get over. So many. That's good. So we have an extra six months of that. Um, it's great to see
1: you though. You too, Felix.
0: <laughs> um You're voting
1: into such a lovely young I, man.
0: <laughs> thanks, Mom. <laughs> no, but uh genuinely it's great to see you. And thanks. um you know, I've been uh past couple days just kind of binge watching and binge listening to uh some of your recent um specials.
1: Oh, thanks. Yes, our special day on YouTube. Our
0: special day. Yeah, I don't we wanna spo- it. I don't wanna spoil it.
1: Oh, you could you can I mean we've we've shown clips online. You can Okay. I mean, don't, don't, like, do a joke verbatim, I guess. I, but well, I, I wouldn't
0: even be funny if I tried. But, um, no, I, I, I love the, uh, the beginning with um, another fellow cameo. comedian that makes a little cameo. Um, but the whole thing is great. So for people listening, after this, go check that out. Yes. Or maybe before this.
1: Yeah, whenever you want. Whenever I mean, you just want. Just check it out. And that's what I'm thinking, too. We funded it ourselves. We paid for it ourselves, and we, Corinne directed it, my comedy partner, and... Comedy she, wife. Yeah, my comedy wife. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got comedy married. Just, yeah. um, our special day. That's the part of the theme. Um, yeah. It was really cool to do it yourself and not have to. Uh, I mean, no one else wanted us to do a special, so we're like, all right, yeah, it's cool. We're gonna. And you forget when you when you have hopes and dreams and goals in your early twenties, and you're so hungry, and mm-hmm. you're like, this is what I want to accomplish by this date, and here's how I get it. And then you get older, and you forget. You still have to have that tenacity mm. of of that that drive can't die in you. So you have to take rejection as like a all right, I'll I'll go until I get a yes. And that yes is from me.
0: (laughs) And I feel like, well, I think also, I think we're in kind of this new age, especially with comedians. Now, granted, I'm not a comedian, but I do follow a lot of you guys of like taking over your own content, making your own content, saying like, fuck you to the big big guys. Being at the helm. And uh, in a lot of ways, I feel like that's got to be empowering. Very, very much so.
1: 'Cause no one, you know, no one's gonna be as no one's gonna deliver your genuine sense of humor as well as
0: you will. And and how long did it take for it like once you guys recorded it to get it out? Ooh, really short. Corinne, oh, Corinne wanted to, um, she said she wanted
1: to uh, to film a special by the end of 2021. So we managed to do it just in the nick of time at December. Right. Uh, but she brought up the idea in October. So we got on the phone right away. We brainstormed venues. We knew we wanted to do it in Salem, Massachusetts. That's where the Salem Witch Trials were. One of our touring shows was the Bridget Bishop tour, who's the first woman to get killed during the Salem Witch Trials. It just that the town has a fun witchy vibe. Um, and we have that show, The Dumb Bitch Woo, Woo Hour on our YouTube. So, yeah, we're like, this is great. It felt, it all felt right. And we, we were the only ones that we had to answer to, which is pretty cool.
0: And I think also what's cool now, also not to spoil it, um, is, uh, and this is something that I just genuinely think you guys are so good at cultivating in general, is just such loyal fans. And like, when you guys have this little segment where I won't spoil it, but a little interaction with the fans in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think like the way that you guys bounce off of each other and compliment one another. I mean, it's obvious for people that have followed you for a while that you guys are comedically intertwined. Yes. but I think we have it, like a it, twin it language. Shows up, it, it shows up super well in that. And, um, Thanks. And I think that, yeah, I just think everything about it is so well produced and uh, the quality Thanks. of the content is great. So.
1: Watch it. Our special day. YouTube.com slash guys we fucked without the U in fucked.
0: There we go. And now, as we were just talking about off air, um, you guys are back on... Uh, Mainstream platforms.
1: Yes, so we're still exclusive to Luminary, but after seven days, all of the episodes go in front of the paywall with commercials. Okay. Um, and then Luminary subscribers get two episodes a, uh, a month extra uh, that are us reading emails. We get oh, we get crazy emails. You think that people are gonna run out of problems? They don't. They it's, don't. And they're interesting, man. What's people like have specific? What's problems? like the
0: best one of recent times, or maybe not oh, the best because there's a lot of good ones, but one that there's really so had you all fucked up
1: oh there's so many the ones it's it's the, it's the not a specific one because we get so many of this kind of like the a, a, young, a woman not even like well young you're young but like in your 30s your early 30s where you're like dating a, a piece of trash mm. and you know it yeah. and there's you just don't want to part ways and you are listing out all the things that are not good in the relationship and you're still on the fence those ones uh, get me the most probably because I'm projecting and I've been there <laughs> <laughs> that, our, my reaction to things is more of a reflection on me and not the person I'm reacting. So, what
0: what's so for like the the young woman who's in her early 30s dating a dirt bag? What's your general uh, cut them off? Is Don't as, be
1: an accomplice to somebody's mistreatment of you. Um, Don't be an accomplice.
0: Easier to said it. than done, though. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So then, so then, like, what's like the
1: it's all 13 about,
0: step process.
1: I mean, I'm a big fan of take ripping that bandaid off and getting out of there. Saying
0: fuck out of here. See, if
1: you know yourself, I, I, that's 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 what I ha- I've had to do that before in the past, where I'm like, I know if I stay here and talk, I'm gonna get talked out of leaving. I'm just gonna go, and you've I'm been just able gonna to do cut it. cut it. Yeah,
0: and you just say I'm out
1: with the support of friends. That's a, a, a necessary part.
0: But how do you uh, like in the whatever example you're thinking of right now? What was the conversation like I'm verbatim? Br-
1: the conversation verbatim was, "I'm breaking up with you." That's a toughie. Uh, yeah, you yeah, it's can't really. Pretty clear on you, that. Can't, it's pretty clear. you can't spray <laughs> clean. You can't like, dance around that ah,
0: one. Let's try to. No, no. I
1: fine. am queen of eating around the bush Did, because I'm I scared to commit to one decision or the other. But that one I knew it was the right choice.
0: How long were you together for? Seven years. Oh, is that fellow? That was that one. Yeah. I remember that yeah. fellow. Yeah. Do you still talk to him? No, no, no. He's done, done.
1: He's done. Done. He sued, Tried to sue me and <laughs> Corinne oh, for one hundred and ten thousand um, dollars.
0: Because you guys talked about him on the show.
1: No. Um, he's a technically a public figure because he's he. Uh, yeah, he's technically a public figure. Um, but um, he. Corinne called me and she never calls me. We've been working together for ten years. She's never called. Call she either? never no. No, we text. Come okay. on. Um, no, of course. She calls me and I was like, Oh, this is either really good or really bad. And the first thing she said was, Are you sitting down? And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's either really good yeah, or bad. Geez. And knowing Corin, I was like, It's probably bad. And he she was like, Look at, in your email, you will find a letter
0: from your ex's lawyer.
1: <laughs> and I was like, Oh,
0: wow. So what was the what was the the specific if so you're, there you're was allowed.
1: a time where in Guys We Fucked we um, got kicked off of our network in the early beginnings of the podcast. Uh, the podcast was really hot and we were presented with a contract by the network we had joined uh, basically saying there was an ad split which was right, right. standard. Uh, standard in an industry that's ever changing but yeah. still. Uh, and this was eight years ago. Um, the ad split and then the um, there was a Portion of the contract that said, we will get 10% of anything you do based off of the success of Guys We Fucked. Now, that is a manager or an agent's commission. Right, right. This is not a manager or an agent. This is a podcast network. So, luckily, thank God, because I would have signed that shit. I would be like, cool, we're going to make money? What? (laughs) Corinne worked as a junior talent manager before she did comedy full time. So, that's how we met. I interned for her company. So, she knew that that was fucked up. Right. And so, she was like, we're not signing. Uh, with this cause included and they're like all right see ya and we're like okay see ya and so there was about i'm not sure exactly how long it was maybe about six month period where we were doing the podcast from my living room my apartment where i right, lived with that right, ex-boyfriend right. um and he was editing it because he knew about the tech stuff and so i and we were bro- i was broke um i was like asking him to help me with my rent like that was i was all not right. doing well financially <laughs> so we i couldn't pay we couldn't pay him so he wanted back pay for that basically when, when you go through a breakup, you're not the best version of yourself. When you get dumped, you're certainly not the best yeah, version of yourself. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. And I've been doing a lot of work, Felix, on yeah. myself. And I'm kind of in a place of forgiveness and not anger. Oh,
0: so, wait, wait, wait. So, where, how did we get to this place of forgiveness and not anger, though?
1: Uh, anger, it's, uh, I'm so have you, exhausted. You,
0: have you, wait, yeah, yeah. But have you ever been, <laughs> well, have, you, yeah, I know that have you ever been like a angry person?
1: I have a temper. I have a temper and I never knew where it was from because it seemed a little like off. Like it just didn't seem like a part of my natural personality. Mm. Like it came from somewhere. And the temper, I think I was taught a little bit. Uh, I stopped talking to my parents, which is a big, big, big step for me. About a year and a half ago. So, <laughs> so you saw- you, it was after I left here, and I was like, "You know <laughs> he what?" He said, "Fuck the parents." That's really inspired me to stand up for myself. I think I'm done.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Christina's parents. Oh,
1: oh, it's okay. I hope. I wish you know. I just it needed to happen. It was like a Munchausen's-y kind of um, uh, uh, uh what's the, and what's the one where you get kidnapped and then you love your kidnapper? Um, Stockholm syndrome. There was, there was, it wasn't that, but it felt like remnants of this real big psychological pull towards them. Mm. That that was um, facilitated by like manipulation that I didn't see until like a year ago.
0: So then, what was like the moment you saw it?
1: Uh, God, there's so many. Um, the moment I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna block you for your phone number." Which is I, at, for, before I did that, I was like, "Can I? Am I allowed to do that? Like, is that legal?" Like, that's how much uh, my parents' ass I was um I m- my mom was um accusing me she wasn't asking me how I was doing she was telling me how I was doing and she was saying my happiness was fake and that she was concerned that I was addicted to drugs and she was worried about me living in New York with all the crime it was just all this worry yeah, being thrown yeah. at me and I was like that's not a- I'm actually doing really well I yeah, kind of yeah. like this quarantine thing I'm figuring out like you know whatever and she wouldn't take my answer for an answer and so and she said, expressed wanting to come up to New York City and I said no I I I I was very irritated by that she came up anyway cuz I woke up I woke up whenever you wake up to like nine missed calls you're like oh, that ain't good mm. um and she was at my apartment and I was like that 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 is a very clear boundary cl- crossing that I you can't deny so I'm going to set a boundary and block them.
0: <laughs> Wait. So then, so you block her phone number. Just your mom
1: and my dad. Because so, I called my dad and I was like, "Why did you let her do this?" And he was like, "Well, why don't you talk to her?" I'm like, "I can't. Y'all, y'all are both nuts." <laughs> I mean, it's and you know when you're family, it's just it gets so layer upon layer upon layer. So of then, shit, how long know? did
0: you have their phone numbers blocked for?
1: About six months. I felt so oh, that's a guilty. Yeah, because yep. even
0: like a week, you're like,
1: "Yep." Mm. I felt. So guilty. I was like, can am I allowed to do this? Like I felt like
0: Now how old are your parents?
1: Um how old are they? That's a good question. Um in their sixties? Um, my dad's in the seventies, maybe.
0: So you felt guilty. But so yet, but guilty. yet your 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 feelings of like boundaries or this needing to happen seem like that trumped yes. the guilt.
1: Yes. Trump is a interesting you bring that up. Uh that was part of it too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um <clears throat> yes. And I think I've been trying to convince myself through therapy and through the help of a therapist and, and friends who know me well that, yes, they are crossing boundaries, but I didn't have evidence that was so obvious that I, there's like, no way, because def- I am always defend them, mm. always. And like to the death, without even thinking about it. It was just an automatic thing. So um, that was such hard evidence that I was like, well, now I can make this decision and I will feel guilty, but I know that I don't have to feel guilty. Huh. That makes sense.
0: So then when you're like living in the guilt, though, because six months is a long time of living mm-hmm. guilt. And like oh, that's it's, a lot of nights I'm used that you're to it. sleeping. That's li- it's most of my sleeping. life I've been guilt. <laughs> guilt but literally. like, but like what? Are, you, are there moments where you're like, you know, what, maybe I'll unblock or
1: for sure. Oh, 100 percent. But like I wrote him a
0: letter. I wrote him a really nice letter.
1: I hand wrote it. And then I was like, I'm going to email it because I want to make sure that it got there. Okay. I just really wanted to make sure that they got it. I, and, I, and I just sat down and I meditated because I got in a meditation over mm. quarantine. That's changed my life. Okay. Um, sat down and I just meditated in my guilt, like just the guilt. Like now the thing that I've been doing different, whenever you get that pit in your stomach or whatever the uncomfortable feeling is, rage, sorrow, terror, mm. what, what have you, just sit in it mm. and just focus on it and, and don't try to distract yourself from it and don't try to relieve yourself from it. Just sit in it and you'll be able to move through it. So I sat down and I meditated and I wrote like a, a, a truly beautiful letter to them that was just all loving. And um, they didn't fucking get back to me. And I was like, "Damn. OK. 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 <laughs> OK. Cool, cool, cool. I think you guys are mean, <laughs> And I think I'm just now picking up on that.: Wait, Peace.
0: so then <laughs> So then, after six months,:
1: Yeah, I, I unblocked them. Uh, we talked there was one instance where i went to uh speak with them i i had my brother my older brother who is oh my god a lifesaver he we're like war veterans we like and
0: it's just you and your brother my yeah. older
1: brother yeah okay. yeah or my brother yes um he yeah he came with me and i tried so hard and i i got to see their tactics on display kind of having a little space from them and understanding uh i, I read a book <laughs> Called you're not crazy. It's your mother. And I was like, well, let's see what this book has to say. I feel like there's some sage wisdom in this one. And I read, I, I, I read it. I downloaded the audiobook. I listened to it. I stayed up all night. I ended up not sleeping. I called my brother to the next day, and I'm like, yo, yeah. I think there's some narcissism going on in here. They're like undercover dicks. Um, mm. and it resonated with me so much, and it made me feel less crazy. That that's my thing, and that's how I get. Uh, I would get caught in. Um, a, a relationship, friendship, business, whatever—that's kind of manipulative—is because I I feel crazy so easily. Uh, so that I had to undo.
0: Did you feel resp- Did you feel like any of this was your responsibility?
1: I felt like I got a daughter I didn't ask for. Interesting. Yeah, so that's why Explain cutting that. her off. I, I I was always so worried about my mom and her health and how she was doing and mm. how she was feeling in any given moment that. I completely neglected my own needs my whole right. life, and I didn't realize that until very recently. So that's where the temper came from, okay. When you don't acknowledge your own needs, um it's gonna come up, right? you're gonna it's gonna come up, and it's so interesting to me, having read about childhood trauma and kind of the effects of not getting what you needed as a kid, which I, most of us didn't you and it's up to you to kind of fill in the gaps mm-hmm. of so parenting for yourself as you get older and finding out what they are. But um, it's interesting how certain uh behaviors adults have that perplex me i now understand because i'm like oh you weren't seen as a kid like you didn't get it's so clear to me i see the path for me to be um uh and it's interesting it makes me uh, have a better sense of compassion
0: well i think also it's interesting because you're not i think when i hear people talk about childhood trauma they it's through a lens of like Victimhood, and I think right. your lens is not. I it w- was,
1: it was that for a minute because I needed to sit and like, oh wait, this right. Sucks. But I don't think
0: you sat there and like, like it, it wasn't like for the rest of time you sat there like, My, yeah, you can't. Poor me, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you like, can't. You can't. I think that there I just was, want answers. So did you, do you feel like you have answers? I do.
1: Yeah, and now now it's what you do with those answers because there's all these stages of healing, right? So you when you realize, oh, this was fucked up. That's a
0: that's a mind fuck. What was the biggest answer?
1: Oh, good question. Um, the biggest answer was everyone did the best they could, mm. and their best wasn't good enough
0: for what I
1: needed, and that's okay. And uh, a a thing that I one of the I'm always reading all these books because mm. I'm I'm always searching for things that resonate for, with me. And one book that I'm reading said, consider you know, talking to the universe or or a prayer. I've gotten really into like um studying like religion and spirituality and how related they are and how all the mm-hmm. religions kind of yeah. say the same thing. Oh, they're thing. the same
0: thing. I didn't know that. That's really beautiful. It is. It's also kind of crazy that like people get on disagreements over religion when like if you if you think about it, well, it's, you all adapt. Shi- yeah,
1: it's, it's all like, the same. Yeah. It's like it's like love your neighbor, love It's really be cool shit. It's go- like, yeah, good like yeah. good, beautiful yeah, yeah. lessons, right? And they get convoluted because humans ruin right, everything. Right, right. But um but uh, one of the things that this recent book I was reading said, you know, be honest about I don't know how to love my mom. Ooh. That, I feel eight pounds lighter even just repeating yeah, that's, that out loud. That's heavy, but I like don't know that. how to love her. I don't know how to love her because there's so much anger and there's so much sorrow. And so I don't know how to love her. How and that's okay. You, how
0: do you want to love her?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But I want to, well, one thing I do know is I want it to be the most genuine version of myself. So I'm not betraying myself.
0: Do you feel like you ever loved her?
1: Yes, but it was a love that was based on fear.
0: Mm. Fear of what she so thought of you. So I don't even you. know if that's love. Fear of what she thought of you or fear of...
1: Fear of her safety, fear of her health, fear of what okay. she thought of me, fear of how I affected her. So you her, felt responsible Fear for of her. making her life better or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do also think, I think I was also, I happened to be born... I know that your circumstances can make you sensitive. I also was not a very resilient. I'm resilient, but I was very sensitive. Like ra- no matter what okay. parent I had growing up, no matter how I was treated, I'm gonna be. Sen- I'm I'm a sensitive gal. So that I kind of understood. But when, you, and
0: like, but when you say sensitive, as in like,
1: I pick up on everything everyone's feeling, and it's exhausting.
0: That's interesting because I think like when when you're like when I'm around you, it seems as though like you are set in your foundations and then like people can have their issues. I can hold space for people real easily. With my mom, that's mm. different. Her energy penetrates mine. Now what about dad? Hmm I <laughs> feel like he's complicit in
1: Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, I guess. I'm not sure. I don't really want to that that I don't want to speak for, for them without I don't want to speak too much about okay. that without them being here because there's there's still stuff that I Probably a misunderstanding or right. don't really fully grasp. And I do, I do through all of it, have a, a, a great deal of respect for them both. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going on with my dad, but I know that I needed to get away for a little while.
0: And so when was the end of the six-month period?
1: That was about maybe like a, a little less than a year ago. And, and now so they're not blocked. Then. But um, it's very intermittent contact. Uh, we talked on the phone Um and I just wanted to see how I was feeling. And it was okay. It was like talking to a. I don't know if you've ever been in a romantic relationship where you feel lonelier in that relationship than you would if you were single. Because mm. that person is. It's like you're in a where yeah. you're sitting in the same room, but it's like you're in a warehouse and that person's on the other end talking to you through a tin can. They're so far away from you. That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you get a globe, but... read some books, get ready to TV. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the globe. You'll in a make sack. some realizations, yeah. <laughs> man.
0: But like now for you though on a daily basis, is that like depressing? Is that it was. It that's, was that's not. hard.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard. Like we're talking about it lightly So here now, but so like, get get this. So and I, I think it's so funny. It really speaks to how much I put people on pedestals. Kern and I wrote a book called Fucked Being Sexually Explorative and Self Confident in a World That's Screwed. And it was a while ago we wrote it twenty four fifteen, sixteen? I don't even know. What is time? What is time? Uh, it's an illusion. But uh, we wrote the book and we had a book dedication. We each, we each had our own separate right. book dedication because we wrote our own chapters. We didn't combine our writing together. And I, all four people on the, my book dedication are blocked from my phone. Fo- well, now my parents aren't blocked, but I don't talk to – I don't I, – I, I, I don't – I parted ways with the parents with the best friend of 15 years and the boyfriend of seven years. And so I've that's, – that's sad.
0: But, you, but it – yes, but I will say Two though – I will also say though I admire that in a way because I think that there are too oftentimes too many people stay uh, kind of complacent and they don't make any necessary changes even though these changes need to happen.
1: Oh yeah, I will never do that. So I'll like never, in that ever, sense, ever and
0: that. that and and like what you're doing is vi- that's very hard. Uh huh. <laughs> You'll I mean you know better. I cry. Yeah. Every day. It's damn a lot. Of, like.
1: Yeah, but I allow myself to do it now. I'm not. I I was so jarred. So by many how- band aids. I felt like a washcloth getting wrung out every- I would oscillate between or vacillate between is that the right word? Oscillate or vacillate. Which one is Both it? Both
0: are big. But yeah, let's I know.
1: I know one's the, the moving move, yeah. I would be going back and forth That's playing definitely. this ping pong shirt. Sure, let's use that one. Between <laughs> being angry and rageful and so mad at all all the love I thought I got and I didn't it was it was misunderstood. It was just oh I got so mad. Between that and truly being like loving and missing these people and going what the f- how what the fuck did I do to not see this behavior but it's like you don't got to do that it's the ch- child brain thinking and trauma brain thinking is you're either a good person or you're a bad person but when your nervous system is in a healthy place you can fully accept and embrace the fact that people are all of that at the I, same
0: time do you also feel like when these changes are happening you are like can you feel yourself growing in a sense?
1: Yeah, I feel like you know i I don't know if babies feel the growth that happens in their bones, right. but that's how it feels. Like I feel like I'm just uh, like I'm getting wrung out okay, and stretched
0: now, now, my question to you is like there are a lot of people listening, um I hope, but but there are a lot of
1: fingers crossed. no
0: but like there are a lot of people listening uh to you on in general that probably feel the same way but have, like, zero idea and don't maybe have the um, strength or courage or whatever to, like, actually go through and do some of the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, how how can someone who might feel even scare, scared of their parents or whatever, yeah. like, to actually do, do it?
1: Yeah. Uh, know that... You're gonna be sitting there for a while if you're waiting to feel inspired to do it. Mm. You gotta do it and then the, feel, the good feelings that you, 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 you can enjoy feeling a better sense of efficacy later. <laughs> it's, it hurts. It really hurts. For me, uh, it, it feels like peeling feels awful.
0: Yeah. It
1: sucks. No, yeah, it's not it's comfortable. It's good, but it is not I just I expected it to feel good. Uh, that was a huge misunderstanding do, on my
0: part. Do you feel like it feels good now?
1: Yeah, it does. Well, I feel more in my body. I feel like more of a mm. person, and that feels really good. It, but it's still um, I'm learning that when an emotion comes up, I don't have to I don't have to I can feel it and not react to it.
0: Like what's the end goal though? When when like when, I just want to be like- psychic, honestly, because oh.
1: everybody's that's another topic I've been getting into lately, like psychic intuition and psychic mediums. Uh-oh. I've listened to all. I've watched so many YouTube videos, read so many books on this phenomena. It's crazy. And a lot of times people who grew up in like a tumultuous environment as a kid, they're very sensitive to energies. And so they have a bigger mm. chance of like being able to like everybody can hone in on this. And so I'm just, I'm at the point of my healing process where I want to think about other shit that's really cool and exciting, and that's one of them.
0: So, like, what's, like, a little sprinkle of psychic for uh, the people okay. out there? Because I got no fucking idea about it. So,
1: so intuition is interesting. Okay. Uh, intuition is very subtle, and often it's the first thing that comes to you. There is a book called... Uh, let, me get, let me get the exact. So that's why I have my phone out because I have all these audiobooks. So I want to make sure I'm giving the right title because this book is phenomenal, and I highly recommend it. Um... It is a book, I believe it's called Healing Thoughts, but let me... It was written... Yeah, okay, it's called Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope, uh, the metaphysical memoir of a most unexpected medium. It's by Suzanne Geisman. Suzanne Geisman worked for the United States government. She talks about the top of the book where she was in the air on one of the only planes allowed in the airspace on 9-11. She was flying back. I believe she was with the Secretary of Defense. She was high up in the Navy, as was her husband, and... Um, and she talked about, you know, being working for the government during 9-11, and how how awful it was and how scary and 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 they uh, her and her husband eventually retired and then her husband lost his daughter from another marriage. His daughter, I think she was in her twenties, she also was in the Navy. Um, she he lost his daughter suddenly. And this woman who wrote the book, who's married to him, experienced her husband uh, you know, grieving at a level that she never thought a human being could right, grieve. Right. It was so painful to bear was... and to watch. And so her Response to that was, there has to be a way to reach your daughter. There's no way she could be gone. Like, all of a sudden, she was such a vibrant, beautiful personality. And this woman... Took classes, she saw psychic mediums, got some hits, got some like, you know, had some readings. Some of them didn't resonate. Some of them really resonated. And she 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 talks about all of them. She talks about going to this school in England called the Arthur Finlay College that I really want to go to. I I think she did it for like six weeks or so. It was a short, it wasn't like a full college degree length of time she spent here. And she learned how to communicate with people who've passed away. And it is remarkable. She all she had was an interest in it. That's it. That's she didn't have any abilities that she knew of before this book, and that book proved to me, okay, anybody could do this. I, I and as much as this childhood trauma shit is important,
0: this shit is way cooler. Wait, so so she could speak to anybody who you said. Pa-
1: so when you get a when you get a reading with a reputable medium, um, they like they'll it it just because you want to hear from somebody doesn't mean they're going to show up you have to match their energy that's where i said it was sensitive early like being mm. sensitive to everybody's energy uh a, a person who is passed away is is a pure form of energy they they vibrate at a much higher vibration than a human being would because on earth and this is what's so ironic getting into all the spirituality stuff and reading all these books hell like everybody in in religions where they really carry it you know carried away hell is dangled in front of you to make you feel guilty about every goddamn thing yeah Hell is earth. Like, turn the news on. This is hell. It's burning. There's wars. I mean, and it's your job to find your own inner peace and your own heaven, if you will, in your, in your own world that you create with your friends and your loved ones and the environment and what you ingest. In the co- So to me, um, part of living a life that is like a full, full life, in my opinion, is part of that now that I know about this shit is I want to become psychic medium.
0: But so, how does one become psychic medium?
1: (laughs) Uh, A lot of practice. I mean, this this she does a really good job explaining all of the exercises that she did in the book. One of the exercises, for example, I think she did this at this college. Was um, you're in a group, you're with a group of people, and each person has an item that belonged to someone who passed away. So you pair up with somebody that you don't know, Uh and you hold the item in your hand, the the item of that person. Like you give me a a a, a watch your grandfather had, and I hold it in my hand, and I just sit there. And whatever comes to me, I just say out loud who without without fear of I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. That's what she did. And she eventually was 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 saying the right things that were specific about Mm -hmm. the person who used to own this. And she's like and she was like, what the what what Uh. intuition is extremely subtle and we miss it because one of the reasons is. Fucking wrapped up in why my mom was mean to me. My whole like it's you know, it. So that's why it should, doing the childhood trauma thing it frees you. It gives you space. It gives you emotional real estate, like real estate in your own head to like look into other stuff.
0: So this energy thing because I think this is fascinating. Yeah, I'm currently now she's probably not listening. I'm currently seeing someone. Okay, who's talking to me a ton about this energy thing, and I'm kind of it was kind of like sailing over my head. Yeah and uh,
1: she's on to something i she bet she
0: might be onto something i think she might be but so like i'm trying to understand more about like how do we how do we understand this so
1: you know when you're in a room and someone's looking at you you can feel it yeah there you go you just you just tuned into somebody else's energy on you
0: but so then so what
1: so that's the beginnings of realizing that you can be more attuned to energies if you you have to kind of calibrate yourself and like really ground yourself but you can be attuned to other energies. That's how people become a medium. They kind of get themselves in a high vibrational state and they're able to pick up on extra stuff. We're so wrapped up in our five senses that we're not paying any attention to um, what we don't see
0: and hear. So what is like the the ultimate goal for someone to come to you, say, Christina?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Figure my, not figure my shit out, but... Tell me my, tell me my... I don't know, what's the word?
1: Well, so, one of the re- one of the reasons why I thought this was so interesting... Uh, I watched Surviving Death on Netflix. It's a docu-series. Okay. Everyone should watch this. In it, they, um, one of the episodes, they interview a woman named Laurelyn Jackson. Okay. I immediately fell in love with this woman. I loved, I, she was a psychic medium. You watched her do readings for people. You watched her do a reading for a woman whose daughter drived, died of a drug overdose... And you watch Laura Lynn Jackson go, okay, your daughter wants me to bring up whatever you have in your pocket. And the woman just fucking loses her mind, takes out a necklace in her pocket that had her daughter's picture in it. And Laura proceeds to communicate a message from this woman's daughter saying there's nothing you, this isn't verbatim, but there's nothing you could have done to save me. You did everything you could and I'm a better person because you are my mom. And you're just sitting there going, are you kidding me? You can get that healing? That healing exists? That's fucking wild and profound and fr- fr- like, how are we not utilizing this every day? How are we not seeking this out all the time if we have things to heal from? That's incredible. That, and, that, and so that led me down. Uh, I read Laurel Jackson, both of her books. She has two New York Times bestselling books, Signs and The Light Between Us. Can't recommend them enough. Then there's this guy Matt Frazier, who I'm obsessed with. He's this guy in Boston. He has a thick Boston accent, and he go, and he talks. On he goes, "Your mother's here. She said she loves what you did with the tree. You planted the tree in the yard. She loves it." Like he's such a personality. He has a show on E where he is a medium for people. But I watched all of a lot of his YouTube videos where he did online readings for people. And you watch these, you watch these messages get delivered to these people. That's like. From a, an abusive uh, partner, an ex-husband who beat the shit out of his wife, who passed away from alcoholism, and you watch a, a message get delivered to this, this grieving widow of, he, of a real apology and, and no defensiveness and no and really specific to the situation that she had endured with this man, and you're like, "I mean, where'd that come from?":
0: So I want to be psychic.: It's a lot. It but it's heavy, though, no. Like I'm used got, to got that some, shit, man. Got That's my he- zone. You got some my heavy lane. shit.
1: My lane's heavy.
0: Yeah, I but I feel boots. like it's um, it's like a, it's almost like a drug too, no? Because it's kind of like you're 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 just oh, so engulfed. You're in yeah, and you're like engulfed in this, and it's like such a distraction from like everything else. Yeah, right? it's fun. You're like when you're like driving or something, you ever think about shit like this and you're just yeah. Sit- I don't know.
1: I'm always learning. I like learning. I'm a sponge, yeah. and I feel like because of I've the because of the um, healing from my childhood stuff, I now have room in my head to like take in new information.
0: Do you feel like? Well, are you currently in a relationship or any of that? No. Do you feel like that makes you, um, for whatever the future holds, more kind of prepared to engulf, like to to put yourself in, in that situation once again?
1: Oh, like have a boyfriend?
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, I don't know. I don't really associate those two. Um, but, it's,
0: but in terms of just like clearing your head and like— Oh,
1: oh and, I see, I see. I you was know see. what I mean? like Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think
0: oftentimes people— I think that so many people hop into things because they're not ready and they're not within themselves. There's so much yeah. turbulence, and I feel like this is such a like cleanse that it could pr- yeah, prepare right. you for like— relationships, romantic friendships, whatever it is in general.
1: Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. That's an astute observation. That's 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 that is right. That's correct, because I can check in with myself and actually be present instead of going la la la. I don't know. Let's just do it. Let's uh," and just not really be present for what's happening. Like,
0: I think people would like much rather find a partner that's more in touch with themselves than than not.
1: It's a more fulfilling time.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because you can't
1: be that for the other person. They have to be that for themselves people go enter relationships to fill a void yeah. and it's like boo-boo. You, No one's going to fill that void the way you can and if they don't fill the void you can get bitter. There's just, there's so much uh, with relationships in terms of like um, still healing yourself. But you can also, I think, the most learning about yourself I think comes in a romantic relationship.
0: Really? Why is Because you,
1: you have to face yourself. You see, you see yourself through someone else's eyes. You get to witness how you love, how you like to be loved. Um, when I'm in a relationship, I mean we just... Talk, 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 talk. I mean, I like I'll get my voice. My vocal cords will go like right. scratchy when I enter a relationship because I talk so much. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's interesting. Well, I just think also it's like the the relationship part when you're not kind of what you said, like when you're not ready for it. Yeah, is so I think like 98% of people that get into relationships are not ready for them. Yeah, and I wish I wish people like Saw it just for their own benefit.
1: Well, you know what I think would help? Just as I said earlier about like, I don't know how to love my mom. Being and just coming to like admitting verbally out loud, I don't know, you know, here are the things that I don't really know how to do. I would love to understand, find a way to to know how to do these things. But um, maybe if you're impatient or if you, I don't know, if you could feel like you get smothered easily and you don't know how to navigate that. Well, if you're open about it, then you have the opportunity to navigate it with another person.
0: And are these things that like you have found, now I don't know how much you talk about them consistently on whether it's Illuminary Luminary episodes or stuff like that. Is, are these things that you're comfortable like sharing generally speaking um, with the world?
1: Generally, generally speaking, yes, absolutely. The specifics I keep. Yeah. To the luminary. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm seeing people and stuff. So I'm like and, you know, I go through the ups and downs of like, oh, what's I don't know how I feel about this. And sometimes I talk stuff out, um, but that I keep for the luminary episodes because I don't I've had too many instances of I just don't want to I don't want it all out there like the specifics.
0: It's tough, though, because it's what we were saying before we went on. It's like there's a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot that's already out there and I've accepted that. But um, going forward, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I can conduct myself in a different way that feels um, like I'm not being guarded because I'm certainly not. Um, But I just I also like getting into other people's stories. I want to hear other people's stories because people have them and they're interesting.
0: And you hear some fucked up ones. Very. Like whoever thought you might even be like an expert on like pedophilia, which it seems like these days you are.
1: Yeah. It's wild, right? Because no one talks about it. So I I wanted to pick your brain a
0: little bit about the pedophilia. Sure. Yeah. Like, so for people that are wondering that I didn't just bring up like the pedophilia thing. Um, you were just on uh Bert Kreischer's podcast, which was a very, very uh lovely listen. Oh, okay. Uh, that was a fun conversation. It really
1: was. I was, really like, was. Oh, Bert, I was, I was so driving vulnerable. back Love from
0: you. Boston yesterday and I that was for like the first half of my trip, it was about two hours. I just listened to you, Corinne and uh good old Bert yeah. um kick it. And and he was so like I mean he's like a teddy bear in general. Um, I've never met him, but that's what I can kind of oh, gauge. Yeah. And But he was, like, so... he It really sounded like he was so comfortable around you guys. Um, and really revealing some very interesting things about, like, fatherhood and, like... And, like, some, like, twisted, like... Twisted, like, sexual things, but put into a perspective of a father. Yeah. And I was, like, this is... And it was so, like, candid and so, like, honest. Yeah. And I think, like... And I think a lot of people probably benefit or can benefit from listening to that. But um, I guess more my question for you is like when you have – okay, so with regards to the pedophilia thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: now that you're more of an expert.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which uh, Is it very... fucking
0: – like it's weird. In a way, it's the, so
1: the, – The fact that people molest kids?
0: That. Yeah that's, yeah. that's a little strange. It's
1: common. I know a lot of people who are molested. And, and that's, that's wild and a lot – that's a very popular email we've gotten from men and women who, were, who have had experiences, whether it was ongoing or like a one-time thing. They, ne- they, they never talked about it. They're not scarred about it. They are scarred about it. They've never told anybody about it. Every situation under the, under the sun
0: that now, you Now, have you had a, like a pedophile like write to you guys like, hey, yes. I'm a pedophile?
1: Yeah, because I asked. Um, because I was like, well, okay, if we're getting all these emails from people who were touched – there have to be statistics. Who are the people doing the, the touching? touchers? And why, you know, what can be done here? Um, because the second you're afraid to talk about something, then it remains a problem, right? So one thing that can be done off right off the bat is a helpline. Someone Somewhere you can call so that you don't act on it. Because you don't have to act on it. Just because you have an urge doesn't mean you have to act on it. That's, that's not, that's a, you know. Um, and so... That's one thing that could help. We had a woman on; I forget her name. I'm blanking on her name. She was fantastic. I, I, she, she had a quote in an article about the subject, and uh, we, we, we zoomed with her. She was a doctor. She worked at a prison where she basically was in charge of saying, "Can a pedophile get out? like? Is the sentencing appropriate for for this crime?" And the crime mostly dealt with yeah. um, uh, pedophilia, sexual assault, and she had a lot of really interesting insight um, uh, about it. And just how common it is. I mean, it's the it's a problem. And and then you go well. You think of Lewis Carroll and um who wrote Alice in Wonderland. I have the unabridged version of Alice in Wonderland that he wrote. And there was so f- there was many forewords by his friends, um who knew him at the time. He was a pedophile. He was in love with Alice Adele, who was seven years old. That's a, that's he's a pedophile. Uh, but so during that the- time, people sexualized kids. And I was like, what? I didn't know that.
0: Wait. So okay. So what I also learned from listening to you guys talk is there's like different. We're labeling everyone who likes kids as pedophiles, but there's like different levels. Lo- there's
1: hebophilia, diff- which is like a prepubescent. There's like levels of it. Uh, that's nasty. It, yeah. But, like, yeah, Wait. Yeah. So
0: what? W- so what are the levels?
1: Uh, the ones <laughs> for that the interested I know. Out there? Our pedophilia is is until like eight, and then I think pre uh, hebophilia is like nine through that's like fifteen weird, or something. I think there's two categories.
0: You don't think we just like, all group them under like. Is it that much better I, for like an 11-year-old or an 8-year-old? I don't
1: know. I don't know that. See, I'm not an expert in that way because I don't know. I don't know about – I don't know about – because I don't want to speak to it if I don't know the facts. But uh, I just know that those two are terms for those categories.
0: Is it categorized as a mental illness?
1: I think – I think the woman said it was. It's a, it's a sexual attraction. So it, like, some people are exclusively sexually attracted to to kids even as a kid. Like it's it's yeah she, the she told us about this one guy who knew since he was a kid, um, and then he just
0: so, yeah. So since he was younger, but at that point it's just like liking your peers. Like if you're nine and you right. like another nine, right? And people. then he got
1: older, and then it, just, and it stayed, just never. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. Uh, but I do know the only thing that I fucking know for sure is if you talk about it in a way that's not <gasps> because it is such a terrible right, thing. Right. But we got to talk about it. There will be the likelihood of of figuring out ways to eliminate it are high. It's higher.
0: So for the for the uh, the folks that have like, how many people have have written to you that like, hey, I'm a pedophile?
1: I asked once, and we there was maybe I asked for that, and I asked for anybody who's who was raped somebody, okay. um, and I got a couple of those. Um, they like would make wow. fake email addresses, um the pedophile thing I thought I think it was only I think it was two so what do they say uh one of so long ago one of them and I I was very weirded out reading it and I was like well this is the fucking problem Christina um you just got you could read the goddamn words um he never acted on it and he was molested as a kid
0: see I feel like that's like
1: that happens and then that doesn't happen that's not the case every single time but that is the case a lot
0: of the time and so he was like, I feel these urges, but like, I've never acted. on." I it. know
1: they're wrong. Yeah. And I'm like trapped so, in my own so brain.
0: What the fuck you say to him? Don't do it.
1: I was just I just said, thank you for writing us. That's all I said. <laughs> I because I didn't know how to address. I didn't right. know how to I didn't know how to address it. I didn't know what to say. I was very clammed up because this is not something we talk about. This, so I didn't I was like, I don't I'm I mean, I'm talking to my own minute. I'm never at a loss for words that I don't know what to say. But
0: <laughs> what about the I
1: said, thank you for writing.
0: What about, like, when you've had someone that, like, admits that they've raped someone? What do you yeah. say to that?
1: Uh, I say, okay, well, sounds like that shouldn't happen anymore, and...
0: Like, what did he say? Like, what...
1: He, so the two that I remember about the rape, we got a couple. The Ones that I remember, two of them had an interesting correlation where they said they blacked out when they did it. And I'm I'm going off of two people writing me that I don't know, so I'm right. t- I'm assuming that they're ex- sharing their experiences truthfully. I, that's all right, 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 I can right, go course, off course. of. But they bla- they kind of like blacked out when they did it. They weren't under a, the the influence of a substance. Um, and the one guy was like, I I my my girlfriend is too weak to leave me, and I hate that about her. And I was like, Well, that's <sighs> some self hatred, huh, buddy? And I don't know what you say to that. <laughs> that's intense, know. man.
0: That's, he- and that's heavy. That's heavy, heavy shit,
1: but that's, that's, the human, humans are oh, going through shit, bad. and that's part, some of it's that. It's dark.
0: In a way, like, so for you as, so it's funny because me and Josh were talking about, like, just content creating before. As someone who puts out content that is listened to by a lot of people, and, like, people, like, like, your opinion matters to a lot of people, or what you say resonates with a lot of people, when you're talking about a subject like that, mm-hmm. is it, you know, do you ever feel like you have to really watch what you say or do? Is there a limit to what you're willing to um, share with your listeners about what's written to you guys? Is there a limit mm-hmm. on what you're willing to, like, ask someone who writes something like that? Like, I've, you know, done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Oh,
1: There's not a—there's um, been some— some emails that we didn't want to read but we wanted to summarize um because oh corinne has gone to therapy because of these emails Tru- truly like she, well, she had a imagine. great childhood um i'm used to i'm used to experiencing very intense heavy emotions from a very young age so that's part of what allows me to go yeah this is a part of the world and humanity that I kind of already was attuned to i've already seen it as All a right. kid i've seen it so um so i it's not surprising to me. um that doesn't mean it's good. um yeah, there was one email from a woman who was um uh raped by her father when she was ten, and she escaped. She escaped and she got adopted and she described the it was it was really tragic uh it was on her birthday, her dad had people come over, and the end oh, she ran God. she ran away, she got away, and we read her email we we summarized her email. Cause I was like, this is if this is the pain that some one person is going through, that means that other people are going through pain that's that intense, or maybe even more intense. I don't even know what that would look like. Right. Um, so I think I think it's important to not be consumed in the pain, but just know that humans are very resilient.
0: Do you have you ever had instances where you've had like a face-to-face um like like someone's come up to you after a show or whatever and told you mm. something like this heavy to your face.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's one. Oh man, there's one I'll never forget. The first time we toured, the first year that we toured, we just did one-nighters in clubs to see if we could sell out and we and we um so we did we were in cities for one night at a time and we would do meet and greets after every show, which would go longer than the show. Right. Because we we're like, whoever wants to say hi, you know, right, right. and um, those would last hours because people would tell us stuff. And there was a, g- a guy in Arizona who was at the end of the line, and we said hi to him. He was like, in his forties or something around there, and he like had tears in his eyes, and he was like, "I, your podcast gave me the courage to leave. I was in a very emotionally abusive marriage with a woman, and I, I had kind of, I asked her for a divorce, and I really appreciate you." Guys like giving the female perspective and you know pushing your listeners to, to you know make sure that their happiness is paramount and there is a big priority for them. And then he said, I recommended my daughter listen to the podcast. She's fifteen. She started listening to it, and then she confided in me that she was sexually assaulted, and she would never have told me that. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: Happy meet and greet. Nice. That's to-
1: a lot. It's, that's a lot. But um, but that's the he- humans. That's why, That's why. you know, in New York you run into people that are, like, on the street. People are rude. That never fucking bothers me. Because I'm like, man, I don't know what yeah. the fuck you're going through. And you, maybe your nervous system's a little shot right now, huh? Like, I'm not—I'm not—I just want to love people. I don't want to, like—I used to be like, come at me, but, motherfucker. <laughs> did you just fucking say something to me? I used to be, like, wanting a fight, so scrappy.
0: Now it's totally changed. But do you— um. Do you like those moments like when, when, when someone tells you something like that?
1: Yeah, because it's a connection. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's
0: also like.
1: And it's an honor to to for some reason. 100%. To share
0: and I think, especially, well, especially the example that you just gave. Yeah. That's such a like. Man, so much respect to that dude.
1: Yeah, right? You
0: and know? He surprised
1: me. That's not what I thought he was going to say.
0: Because, like, on so many levels, because there's like the first part of like his wife. And then his – recommending to his da- – and then, like, his daughter's experience. Yeah. And it's like – that's it. just because you and Corinne talking to a microphone. Yeah. All that.
1: Yeah. And – but it's ha- – it, th- this kind of stuff happens with or without us. Like, it's, it's crazy that I've ended up volunteering at Bellevue Hospital – uh, for the victims advocate program, I you had to train for forty hours, okay. and you volu- you do you sign up for t- at least two volunteer shifts a month, where you're like it's a twelve hour shift where you're on call. And I lived, I used to live right by the hospital, right. so that's why I was like, oh, perfect. Um, and if somebody comes to the ER who has been sexually assaulted or um has experienced domestic violence, domestic abuse. Um, A a volunteer advocate is called in, whether they want one or they're asked if they would like to speak with one. If they say no, you just sit in the lobby just in case they change their mind. That's it. And um, you uh, we learned about the rights. If you're sexually assaulted, you can get a rape kit. That doesn't mean you have to prosecute. Now, with the Me Too movement, how it has resurfaced uh, in the last uh, couple of years, the legislation has changed. Rape kits are now held for, I believe, 20 years instead of four. Oh, that's pretty wow. cool.
0: So how are they help? Because now
1: people are understanding like, oh, somebody might experience something really traumatic and right. not remember it for 10 years because that's what your brain does. Um, they might change their mind about how they feel about it because that's very, that's very common. They might go through stages of anger and grief and you, everybody. It's all their own individual path.
0: And so where, so where are they help? Like who holds on to them? They have
1: them? A, a refrigerator facility uh, wow. off site like a storage facility yeah
0: that's so interesting
1: yeah but uh one thing that I was very interested in learning is a lot of the people that come in there for sexual assault are men from Rikers
0: wow yeah have you had conversations with those individuals and what are they what are those Uh, we had because we
1: had um with the trade this so the program ended up getting dissolved because of COVID which I was like that sucks yeah that doesn't mean people are not gonna get raped or hit
0: it's yeah. yeah, that was a bummer.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm like, give me a goddamn, g- give me a hazmat suit. I don't yeah. care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: the But so before the, tra- uh, th- at the end of the training, we had people who had received, um, you know, who had interactions with the advocates come in t- to talk about it. One of them was a guy who was, who had experienced that. Um, Yeah. And it was wild. It was very interesting to hear how it's different for men because masculinity is fucked.
0: Yeah. I want to talk to you about that in a second. But like for you, like what? This sounds so like stupid in a way, but like, what's the point of it for you? Like, what do you what do you get out of it, or is it is it is it for you, or is it to like? Because yeah, I don't. I just want to help people. I just right. I
1: just and I because I know I know that the pain that they're carrying that it doesn't have it doesn't have to feel that heavy.
0: Right. Well, I think it's also in that question. my, my question was also just like. You know, oftentimes I think there's this idea of like when people do charitable work. Mm. You wonder if it's there's the element of it feels good for you, mm-hmm. but there's also the element of like you know you're helping someone else. Yeah, of and course. I think both can be yeah yeah true. Yeah, like for you, is it is it because when you have those moments where you feel like you've just you just you've just helped someone, that's worth it, or is it for or is it for something else?
1: Um, I think it. I think I have an uh, um a unique ability. To hold space for people that have just experienced something really fucking tough without, without going, oh my God, like without kind of, without really reacting to it and without um, kind of taking their lead and without being so shocked. I've heard so many terrible things. Right. And I think because I'm not like, oh, like just, I, I'm not as reactive maybe as the average person would be. I'm not right. sure. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I just have a. It's So, I don't know, I somehow want to relate it to this. Corinne has said this to me before, and I always laugh, but I have this ability in a different way. She, like, I've seen her, she's had people straight up, just strangers grab her butt in public. Straight up, and I've seen it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, right. and I get mad. Like, yeah, yeah. there was one Halloween where two dudes grabbed her ass and just, as they walked by. And I was, I got so fucking mad. She was like, Christina, you know what? I'm glad they did it to me, because I don't give a shit. But they're going to do it to somebody who does give a shit. And that's why she's, you know, she'll say something if they're like walking past. But she's like, it doesn't affect her. She's like, you know, if they're going to do it to a a woman here, I'd rather them do it to me than to somebody who would react, you know, (laughs) probably the way I would. (laughs) Uh, And so, and I was like, that's so interesting. And so with me, I think I just have, I, I can, I have a tolerance, I guess, a tolerance. I don't know what you would call it for people in in dire situations, I think that um, I want to be there for them because I think part of healing is communal. I think you need other people support, and it, even if that support is just to listen
0: mm. do you feel like you're as good as you're as good at listening to yourself as you are Hell at no. Lis- really
1: no, I'm trying that's what I'm working on
0: but at the same I'm time to listen I
1: to myself It's easier for me to listen to others
0: yeah I feel, like, I feel like in general that's probably true for a lot of people you know I, th- I feel like a yeah. lot of people I think, you know, from what I've noticed, hmm, I think the best listeners generally have struggled to listen to themselves.
1: Oh, yeah, you think? I think so. I don't know. I never thought about that.
0: They're, like, real, like, what I've noticed from people that give really good advice, and I'd put you in that category. Now, I don't know, I don't know how you, well, now you're telling me, like, maybe you're not good at listening to yourself. But, like. I'm getting better. Okay, but it's, like, they're really good they give fucking unbelievable advice and then like they're in the same situation i'm like and i'm like, I'm just like dude like you just you just fucking told me about this and you're in it now like you know what i mean
1: i definitely do that for sure i read it, like the people's emails that i'm like no you yeah. gotta fucking stand up for yourself yeah. i'm talking to me
0: <laughs> but that's so isn't that so interesting like we all why project. are people like this
1: I, that's a great question and i've pondered that a lot lately so what's the
0: answer let's let's think
1: people project because they don't have the tools to excavate themselves.
0: I disagree. You have you have the tools. I know. So then that's wrong.
1: I but I I still have a really hard time sitting myself down. I need somebody else's help. I need the help of a therapist to figure it out. I need to talk it out. I need I need the help of a friend who's known me for decades. I need like I need um with me in particular the one of the things that i had dealt with as a kid was being incredibly confused having a parent say nice things to you in a mean tone or not know that like you know you don't know what mom you're going to get that morning is she going to throw an object at you right. is she going to or is she going to be loving and sweet you know, right. and just not knowing that like so i i was so on alert that i um it's really hard for me to sit still and go what am i feeling right now i can physically know what I'm feeling. Like, I know I can identify where I'm feeling it in the body. But um, it really flusters my decision-making.
0: What is, like, when you think of... Because I feel like... I feel like you... I could be 100,000% wrong. Is there, like, a dream or a goal that you're working towards in terms of where you feel like you would be your best version of yourself? Like, what would the best version of Christina happiest version of Christina look like. Right, right, right.
1: Wow, you ask great questions, Felix. Thank you. It's like you've been doing this for a while. Uh... I think I'm finding that out. I think it's... I think... I've... gone through... I've gone to the desert and died and come back. So I'm just now... I'm just now going, what is it I want? (laughs) Oh, I can focus on that. Um... I'm really excited for this uh, show, Corinne and I are working on. Um, I want to make that really good. I think that to be in the public eye, it you can take it, you can look at it as a responsibility. And I think the way we've the way we've come up into it, the in the the small way that we have, it's certainly a responsibility. And I like it a lot. So I want to take that further. Right. Um, and I don't know. Oh, oh, actually, I do know um there's a dream that i have that i really want to do this is like a i would like to say a 5 year plan but maybe it's a 10 year plan i want to buy a building in new york and turn it into an immersive theater experience mm. i want to um like f- uh get i got to meet some billionaires Yeah, you know <laughs> let me know i need i want to like create grants for artists all around the world and theater that stimulates your five senses your uh, 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 including smell taste sight sound touch i've i've um Fortunately, we live in the best city in the world for we art, do. One of the, one of them being a uh, um, immersive theater. And I, there's this one show called "And Then She Fell" by Third Rail Productions that I've seen eight times, each on a different substance, one sober. Um, I, it, it it blew me away because that was the only thing that uh, took me out of my head so instantly. Whatever the fuck I was going through, whatever emotional turmoil I was going through, and at that time was a lot it went away because you are immersed this whole the whole building was the play there's only 13 people in, in the audience at any given show you get taken up and down in the buildings there's one room where there's a ri- literally a river flowing through the room uh the whole building has a speaker system it's beautiful soundtrack the lighting is beautiful the co- you feel like you're in a movie set right. that's come to life right. and that was such a profound experience of like oh this is what creativity can be like mm. this is what theater can be that's so, I would love to um, give that experience to other people by um, flying in artists, visual artists, artists that work with light, sound,
0: smell. Have you ever been to this? Fuck, I don't know what it's called. There's no chance I would find it within the next 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> in Union Square, though.
1: Yeah. You know which one There's I'm talking a show about? Where the, you're, with it's the, in the black and with the, the dark. lights? Yep, I saw that. Okay. You, yeah, was you, really interesting. You've been really, to that one. With, what's it called? Get with, the headphones. Yes,
0: yes. What, what's it called? Um
1: what is it called? Um, is it was like stories of Like stories. My mom
0: begged me. She was like, for my birthday, can you please go with me? I was like, all right, let's go.
1: It was interesting. It was, uh, what was it called? I took her in actually. I
0: have no fucking idea what it's called. Because
1: I always, I'm always seeking out immersive theaters. There's if you if you search for it, it's there. It's trippy as fuck. It was trippy. Um the and I liked I liked this notion of um Getting a story, and you're in a room full of people, but it's pitch black, so you can't right. you can't exactly. talk about feeling people in the room. You know they're there. You kind of feel them yeah. there. Yeah, right. Did you experience that? Yes. Like you're all experiencing this play. You don't know what to experience. It's kind of weird. It's off beats. Yeah. And you're in in it with a group of strangers. That's part of the experience, which I thought was really cool.
0: So when you like like. What's your favorite part of those kinds of experiences? Is it just like feeling new feelings?
1: Yeah, and being surprised. Like what surprised me with what creativity can be? What, how can you deliver a story in a in a way that I've never heard before? So. so you'd want to
0: have like this kind of um, hub, if you will.
1: Yeah, of art, th- art therapy through immersive theater. It would be really cool because when we're in school, we don't learn about – we don't learn about so many things that we that would have been don't learn really about clutch. Jack shit. Just how to how to decipher, uh, mani- What is manipulation? What does emotional yep. manipulation look like? What does is, what is being coercive look like? Um, how do you how do you how do you have efficacy? What does that word right. mean to you? Right. What do you uh you know um, discernment? Mm-hmm. Would have loved to learn that as yep. a kid. Um, you know, a lot of us, if you grow up in a household where your parents don't have the bandwidth to teach you these things and kind of nurture your spirit in that way. And you grow up to be an adult with, you know, with a blindfold on. Well,
0: it's so crazy because I think those are all like 150 times more important than everything we've learned in school combined. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that at the end of the day, that matters a little bit more than...
1: Because at least you're given the tools to fish instead of getting the fish.
0: Yeah, it's so... uh... We got to find some billionaires.
1: There's got to be some. They're all on 57th Street.
0: The,
1: they're, they're buying houses that they don't live in. Fuck motherfuckers. <laughs> but uh, I'm interested in taking your money if you want to give me a grant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also it's so cool when I kind of think about everything is a lot of these things that I feel like you've either like learned or have wanted to learn have been so like I can see how they're so connected back to guys we fucked (laughs) really well think about it I mean if you didn't have these people writing to you and telling you their experiences and then maybe thinking to yourself like oh what is this experience like what does this story mean to me Mm. or have I experienced something similar or like what do I think about that and then you go on this, like, I'm talking to my therapist about this, and it's related to that. It just kind of se- feels like it all kind of, not saying it all comes from it, but, like, it can be, re- like, imagine the imagine your life without guys you fucked. Like, what oh, it would look man. like.
1: Ooh, I don't know. I have no idea. But I will say, yeah, those intense feelings that you're forced to face in yourself make you want to seek answers. That's, my, that's what drives me, seeking answers, because I know that it's possible to feel better than how I feel.
0: But... But I feel like at the same time... But then you're always seeking. You're always seeking. I know. It's a problem. <laughs> I like got but, like, but like... Do you ever feel like you're... Like, can you be satisfied in that?
1: Uh, I think I've accepted that I'll never be satisfied with that.
0: But isn't that kind of grim?
1: Nah, it's, it's fun. But it's exciting. Because you just keep seeking. I'm not... There's no end goal. It's like pinball. I, pl- I love playing pinball. You don't win. You just play.
0: But then that can also drive I'm you... I'm f- playing
1: being a human on Earth. Yeah. I want to get the most out of it. You don't have to want that, but I do. I want to, I want to take in all I can. And then when I'm tired, I'll, I'll take a nap, which I do. <laughs> That's so, yeah. I, I live alone and there's a lot of time to think.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I think I've, uh, my drug is uh, literature.
0: <laughs> That's what you were telling me. I mean, it's a lot of reading. The globe that we were the, talking I
1: purchased an educational globe. So, wait, so why,
0: why is this globe so important? Because people.
1: Because I don't know where shit is. And then but, I got this globe, and I was like, I didn't know half that shit was where, there.
0: Like, what's like the one that you're like, oh shit, that's there?
1: First of all, one of the most surprising ones. Remember when we all made fun of Sarah Palin for saying I could see Russia from oh, my yeah. house? You, she really? No, Russia and Alaska is close as hell. She's very they close. Are, they're almost touching. And I'm yeah. like, we were making fun of. I mean, there's other things to make fun of her for, but <laughs> that one, she was actually could have <laughs> no, been she... honestly accurate. So we let's not call the lady you, a bimbo over were, that one.
0: Were you were you high I, when you realized that how close they were?
1: No, I, no, that would have been kind of at a globe. Um, I stare at that globe all the time. With the war happening right now, I have a better oh. idea of how close is all this shit to each other. Europe, very tiny.
0: Very small.
1: Very tiny. They act a lot larger than they are.
0: They do. <laughs> <laughs> they That's- do. So how big is your globe?
1: Uh, it's like a, like I would say a standard classroom globe. So like, um, I don't know, is it like 13
0: inches? Is it like... Is it like- antique is it just
1: no it's it's one you would find in like a science class like it, it has the topography like the mountain ranges and stuff it's not 3d in that it's not like textured or um like 3d in the, the bumps for the mountains but um it's shaded
0: with. and now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in u.s wellness meats at U.S. uswellnessmeats.com you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and and grass-fetnished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves. And now they've introduced a subscription Now let's get back into it. You Carlos. know what I want to get you one day? I want to get you like the a, answers
1: to everything.
0: Oh, maybe that too, but but like uh, you know what? I'm gonna be on the lookout. <laughs> Just a, like some kind of like antique ass globe.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like one where you That'd feel like cool. you're in that um shit. What you know that uh, like,
1: um like a Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah, Freaking like Treasure. Or the team. one that
0: that's with the you know that book that's like yay thick um with <laughs> with uh the kid in uh, France Hugo something uh 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 no okay cool i'll think about it (laughs) um but uh yeah like one of those
1: yeah i mean a lot of those globes were historically inaccurate where like america was bigger than it actually is and i'm like yo come on
0: do you think think that the fucking dicks do you think it actually like do you think things look like the globes that we look at are
1: there's no way of i could say i think one way or the other there's no i don't know who knows i just hope that that's reliable Uh, there's satellite we have satellites so there has to be a way but, you know, what if every country that manufactured the globe made their country a little bit... Oh, <laughs>
0: That's just so dumb. What?
1: That's such a guy thing to do. But, uh, Guys. yeah, I thought it was funny when I learned that. I was like, oh, shit, there have been maps that are that portray continents and countries larger than they actually are.
0: Speaking of... So I wanted to, to touch on this masculinity because I, ah, yeah. I love... And this is one of the reasons that I love having you on. <laughs> I just... I think you're a very, a very, very good articulator. Thanks. And a great thinker. And so I just like to, like... I honestly just like hearing you talk about shit. Just like <laughs> just to see how you think about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So one of these things is masculinity because obviously with all the th- emails you get, you get you're your quite well versed in different forms of of yeah. masculinity across the board. Mm-hmm. And and as a young man myself, I think it's important to be in touch with it earlier on. Yes. So,
1: yeah.
0: And I, and I've had a lot of discussions about masculinity and Ways that like nowadays like I think there's a general I think at times there might be a, a negative connotation with masculinity for sure rightfully so in a lot of in a lot of reasons yeah. um, and so I think like for you when you think of like like if I tell you what is masculinity for you what's your definition God.
1: I don't know that I would I I feel even comfortable answering that because I'm not I don't I I can't speak to it from experience but um I don't know I I I I would never answer that question because I don't I feel like I'm s- speaking on behalf of somebody else but um I, mm. I I I see the ways in which it fucks men up um Liz Plank is a good person to talk about this. She okay. wrote a book called For the Love of Men. Mm. Um and it's a really great book about how damaging it is! I was at a pool in William—oh, the William Hotel pool—maybe um, uh, two years ago uh, with a friend, and there was this guy there with his little son who was like four. The guy was in the pool, and the son was standing in the pool with his with his like you know floaties on his arms, and the dad goes, "Don't be a girl, jump in the pool," and I was like, uh, "You motherfucker!" I'm like, ah, that's toxic masculinity." Yeah, toxic yeah, we masculinity know. I think yeah,
0: we know what the toxic masculinity. Uh, and
1: to to me, um. I think there's a beautiful gentleness to masculinity.
0: So okay, so what? Okay, so what does that look like for you?
1: Uh, patience mm. and kindness and stoicism almost, um, but with leadership. I think ma- I I I I. Because uh, every person, regardless of whatever their gender is, has masculine and feminine sides to themselves. Right. And it's really fun to, exp- like as a woman, as a straight woman, I like exploring my masculine side. It's really fun. A lot of times my masculine side will come out at work.
0: Um, so like what's that look when like? When I'm
1: standing up for myself. Like my and, But in a way that's kind of like gracious. But
0: wouldn't someone then argue like why do we have to say standing up for yourself would be masculine?
1: Um, I think when you think of it in terms of like every there's this book, the title's pretty but the what's in the book is beautiful. It's called "The, the Getting to I Do." Okay It's a great book uh, It's a really good book about uh, romantic relationships, how in every couple, regardless of what gender you are, some one member of the couple takes on a masculine energy mostly and another member will take on mostly the feminine energy and by that but you can be a man with more feminine energy i know plenty of couples that have that that have that as the case it's not matched up with their actual gender um but uh one person kind of leads the charge in certain areas and the other person uh leads the charge in other areas it's just a yin and yang really um but i don't know i don't i don't know i the only the only thing i got for masculinity is like what toxic masculinity looks like and how i feel little things that damage guys and the way that you're the, the way that men can be raised as boys that and it's just what a disservice like what is you like, think that feelings are weak right y- you're gonna grow up and explode that's terrible hmm. To like stifle your feelings oh my god and as somebody who's had my feelings stifled because i i didn't even acknowledge them uh, because the way I was raised and ha- the temper that that's caused in me, I can't imagine it being an expectation of because of my gender.
0: So like what would what would like healthy masculinity I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, say you're looking in terms of like looking for a life partner. In yeah, general, yeah, yeah, right Like what when you think: I'm definitely
1: of, the feminine energy in a relationship, I think.
0: okay. so then so then if you're looking for healthy masculinity? Mm-hmm. how do you identify that, right? Because I think that there are people out there that like... When, uh, I don't yeah, know. like
1: providing. Like a guy likes to... Like a, a man who who is a traditionally a masculine energy in a romantic relationship. I think providing acts of service, um, I love that. I think uh, when, you know, um, I don't really... Because it's been a while since I've been in a relationship, I don't know what that would look like. But because um, I think previously I would... Rely on it too, like I would, I would fall into those roles too much in a way that wasn't genuine to who I actually was. When you say
0: providing, is are we speaking strictly financially?
1: No, be- no, because I, I mean, I, I, by the end of my relationship, I was the one who was earning right. more money. Um, but that I don't equate my work, the worth of with that. I just think, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really have anything for that yet. I'm so busy pondering all this other shit that I, like, haven't thought about masculinity in a while. What do you think about masculinity?
0: That's a good question. I I think that... So, my... I've spent more time in general with... So, my parents were divorced when I was younger.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When I was, uh, like, three or four. And so, I I saw my dad every Thursday and every other weekend. Mm. So, I was with my mom for the most part. And I think that she did a fantastic job of without really telling me showing me what a man should look like
1: and what was that
0: i think it kind of fell under the umbrella of taking care of women regardless of your but in a way that doesn't that doesn't show that I am more powerful than you,
1: right? Not not in a condescending and not manner. in a condescending
0: way. Not in a way that I'm on a pedestal. Mm-hmm, not in a right. way like as equals, but like like in a chivalrous like like this is this this is pre- like a woman is precious, uh-huh. and so and so one of the ways that she kind of like instilled that in me, and <laughs> in a way it's costly is like every time I'm like with. I don't care if it, I mean, obviously, if it's, like, a romantic partner, but if it's, like, with my female cousin, with my best friend's girlfriend, if if we're, like, in a setting, if we're at dinner, if it's, like, a one-on-one, I have to pay. That is my mom, that is, like, my mom's way, that's one of the ways, Mm -hmm. that it's just, like, I couldn't imagine not... Doing it, which is mm-hmm. great, because like all my on my girlfriend's, are like, oh my god, feel like it's good go to dinner. I miss you, yeah, you know, free yeah. dinner. <laughs> but like, but like in a way, like I just couldn't imagine it, just because that is like a small way that I can show that. Now mm-hmm. that's just financial. And I don't want to like equate it only to financial. Yeah. But it's more just like I think the way my mom uh, kind of instilled it in me is really just like making sure that I understand that men and women are equal and should be treated as such. But at the same time making sure that like it that it that it's my duty to take care of the women in my life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that is like one of the ways. But I but I also am very and I try to actively be like this. Um, to never I think there's like a stereotype of what masculinity looks like. I'm like, I'm all right. tough and that. I, I hope I I don't think I come across like that. And um and I hate boys and men that do. Because I think that's like comes from a place of insecurity, and I think for myself like i'm very uh i mean I can always get better at it, but i I feel quite in touch with who I am, mm-hmm. and so I think because of that, I don't need to prove to a woman anything or yeah. any or anyone else in Japan yeah, yeah you know you what just i mean exist. so it's like that's i think what it what it means to me
1: yeah, that's yeah, great, that's great, and it means something different to every person, but that's that's good i think um i wish i wish. Mm, and maybe this is just well it is it's just my experience but I wish men were more curious about what it was like to be a woman Mm. like there's certain things that uh, I'm trying to write a bit about this, how in my in my school with, with early, the early years of sex education started in like what, fifth grade, where the girls would go into one separate room with their teacher and the boys would go to another room with their teacher and they would, the girls would learn about periods and the boys would learn about like boners. And I'm like, right. that sounds way more fun. <laughs> but I'm like, you got to teach men about, boys about right, menstruation right, because right, I don't want right. to grow, because then women, we grow up and then when you deal with uh, a 20 something guy who's like, Ugh, and I'm like, yeah. Ugh. yeah. You're not having sex with me if you can't right. take that. What right. are you talking about? Yep. Uh, but also just this notion of like, we live different lives. Like, yeah. our, the expectations of us, whether we want to say we can dodge them or not be um, vulnerable to being susceptible to them, eh, it's still pressure uh, of, of to look a certain way, to act a certain way. And, man, I mean, I can't tell you how many times men have been put off that I curse. And I'm like, oh, my God, can really? we not do that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, like, a lady doesn't curse kind of shit. I've gotten that before, and I'm oh like, oh, fuck God. you, dude.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: But it's like, okay, you, I mean, obviously, you learned that from somebody. So it's, I'm not like, <gasps> uh, but it's just like, there's some disconnects they that were. I wish we could bridge the gap. But uh, I, don't, I don't know how, how to do that exactly. But one way I think it's through Guys we fuck because it, when you're funny, people will listen to you.
0: What do you think is like the reason that people love guys we fucked?
1: Mm, it's hard to say because it's Corey and I, so I don't. I guess probably that you can't shock us. We're not going to judge you because we're all. Everyone's done shitty things. Like it's yeah. it's okay, um, and we're tougher on the listeners as the years go on. And they kind of you could tell they kind of like that because when they write in, they're like, um, we say, don't be a dumb bitch. That's what we say. Mm. You're being a dumb bitch. Yeah. Uh, you're doing something that goes <laughs> against yourself. Don't do that. Uh, and we'll call you out yeah. real quick. And I think people want to be called out, and, and especially it's by somebody that they know and kind of trust in that way. So um, we're very honest um, with our feedback in terms of advice. I think that's a big portion of it. And I've I've turned I've shed 12 layers of myself since the show started. So I think that it accidentally unraveled as this like part reality show where it's like you're on, you're living life with Corinne and I. Like where a lot of stuff has happened to us over the last eight years. A lot of twists and turns that we could have never, never see coming. So part of it's that. And then part of it is just hearing a conversation you don't hear often. Mm. Just about... Candid things there's nothing we're scared to talk about it's just because why do you either you know fear is you got to push through
0: that do you think that uh like how do you see it progressing is it this is something you guys have talked about like I we always want to do guys we fucked or do you think it's a it's a it's the kind of show that has it takes an it's an,
1: it's own amoeba I don't know I don't know it, it's it's its own entity so it takes it takes arcs and terms that we're like okay guess we're doing this now.
0: <laughs> do you feel like, and this is something that Josh and I were speaking about before, just with regards to, like, the content space. And honestly, I feel like post-COVID, it's, like, way worse because I think people got so bored during COVID yeah, that they started. I always tell people, like, I think the best thing about a podcast is everyone can start it. I think the worst thing about a podca- podcast is that everyone, everyone can start, start one. Yeah. So, like, do you feel like in a space that's so oversaturated, I wow, no, because you guys are... Life's you guys are like, oversaturated, you know? Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're doing... That you're just... That you're doing things for content? Do you ever feel that way?
1: Mm, with social media, I do. Because I'm like, I got to catch up. I got to, you know, stay up to speed with this. And just with all the mental health, I've been go, just getting wrung out like a goddamn washcloth, yeah. uh, you know, a couple times a month. I've not been keeping up with it, so that, that I put pressure on myself to do. I now have more – I'm, like, clearing space in the attic. That is my head. Uh, but – so sometimes with that I do. But, I mean, no, be, being pushed to make more jokes, like we just released the special, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm writing all new material. I'm, I'm going on the road. Uh, I want to, if I'm doing an hour, like, there's a lot of new – there's a lot of right. material I got to write. So I've been writing a lot of new shit, which I'm really happy about. Um, so I think the push to create content, is, that's a good thing. For guys we fuck though, I don't. I don't ever conduct my love life or my personal life for the podcast right, at right, all. Right, right. I do do things that are adventurous sexually, but that's because I want to do them. Right. So,
0: do you feel like what when you're stuck with regards to like making jokes or content? Mm-hmm. What is your best piece of advice? Because I feel like even
1: oh, go see art, go get inspired. Doesn't have to be the same art field as you. Go see a play. Go see a. Go see music. Go see. Go see something. Go see something that inspires you or that doesn't inspire you because maybe I like seeing when I see stuff that's bad, in my opinion, um, it makes me go, oh, what would have made that good? And then that gets my wheels turning.
0: Now, I remember, I think it was last time you were here. You said. I don't know in what order, but you said something.
1: You have a really good memory
0: and not great, actually. Um, (laughs) Emmy, Tony, Oscar. Because I remember Hell that. yeah. Is that still on Hell
1: the Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The trifecta. Yeah. Yep. 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 100%.
0: 100%. And how do you, like, when you think about that, what does that look like? Um, uh, what do you mean, what it, does it look like? Like, like what? Okay. what would it look like in terms of time frame in terms of, like,
1: I'm gonna give myself five years for an Emmy and an Oscar.
0: And an Oscar, yeah. Okay, yep,
1: yep, yep. Because people can people can shoot television oh, for sure. at the same time, and then a tone. What did I say, Tony?
0: It was three. Tony? The three major ones. Tony. Emmy, Tony,
1: Oscar. I think that you, said you said that? Said? Um, to- I want to do a one woman show. I could do a kill or one woman show. Um, but that's I got. I got other stuff I'm doing, so I got like focusing is uh, hard <laughs> for me. If you
0: haven't noticed. So we got Emmy and Oscar. And, and the, the Tony just lurking? This, yeah.
1: You know, give me a, another decade Can for the Tony because I feel like, y- yeah, yeah. I used to do musical theater. I have oh. a piano in my apartment, so I sing and play all day. Okay. Um, But that's like my private thing. Like, I like right. doing that for, for just to get energy out. So you
0: don't think you could, would, would you want to do it in front of?
1: For some reason, singing in front of people, as much as, as I fuck. share... That, to me, is the most vulnerable thing you oh, can ever 100%. do. Is sing in front of another person.
0: That's so singing? interesting because you tell jokes where you're, like, expected to be funny for a living.
1: Yeah, well, it's that's easy. That's fuck. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's scary. Like, the feeling of, like, when you say something that you think is funny and... Oh, and then they don't. Yeah, you're that's like, got to be worse uh, than, like, like, someone thinking that you're not good at singing because are not bad. singing.
1: It's pretty It hurts. It hurts a lot. But, uh, yeah, you get over it. Uh, the singing thing, I just... I would have to do. But, uh, like, to do to um, numb... You know, not numb myself, but... Not feel that way. It would just be a matter of doing. I f- I would feel like a fucking poser. I don't know. I'm friends with a lot of musicians that are like professional musicians who are so talented. Yeah. Like so supremely Fuck. talented at singing, at playing. And when they hang out, fuckers. they fucking make music. And you're just like, oh my God, this is so cool. Uh, I've immersed myself in the world of musicians the last couple of years, especially. So I feel like a fucking... Who the fuck am I? <laughs> kind of thing. That's why I just like doing it in my own home. But I do musical theater, so who knows?
0: Okay. Now, next time, next time I see, where's, <laughs> where's, where are you at mentally, emotionally, oh God, relationship, like, like your friends, your family, <laughs> your, like, what, what are we? Because we're 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 gonna manifest some some good, oh, yeah, some good okay. energies. So some, uh,
1: I have a hit television show. Hit television with show. Uh, I'm in a loving relationship with somebody who's special and talented and creative and unique and I like who that. inspires me yes. uh, to be a better version of myself. And I am uh honing in on my mediumship abilities and I yeah, that's good enough. That's that good. is very good. That's enough. pretty good. Wait,
0: so then when like is there a point where I can call you up and say, can you read my was it? energy psychic medium I, cards. With. I don't
1: know yet I, well it, tarot is a, is a way it is that's a that's a method uh, I mean I'll let you know I'll let everybody know I'm not gonna be shy when I figure it out I'll tell everybody because um, like, it's so cool
0: like I just want you to tell me like Felix this is what's gonna happen this oh yeah I mean I don't that's energy I, I, don't, I don't wanna
1: be a psychic I don't, I don't wanna be I don't, I'm not interested in being a psychic I'm interested in the fact that when we die we don't actually die and and facilitating <sighs> proof of that for others
0: I think that's a good place because
1: then live. it's like you don't got anything to be scared of. Death is fake. Live so have fun and be kind.
0: Well, Christina, I think um,
1: <laughs> always a light conversation, yeah. right? <laughs> I uh,
0: I have a drive back to Boston tonight. I'll be thinking about a lot of things. Um, no, but on a serious note, uh, I appreciate the show. Thank yeah, you so man, much you for too. It. it's so awesome seeing you. And um, you know, I just think that. Uh, you're one of those people, and I genuinely mean this from the bottom of my heart, that like, I I feel like I'm a sponge, and I feel like I, you know, I always remember, it's funny, because every time I'm asked, like, what's your best piece of advice about um, starting a podcast or starting this, I always tell them what you told me, and it was, and it was really just, and I always repeat this to, to my listeners, too, is follow your curiosity, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, whenever I'm thinking about what guest am I going to have on, like, that's why that's why I love having you back on cuz I'm genuinely curious <laughs> in like how you think about things, how you feel about things. And so um I hope you know that that for me you inspire me a lot and Thanks. for I I I hope for my listeners that for like the first couple episodes they got to know you as like, you know, what's going on a little bit and uh, and now they hear like <laughs> what's the heavy also shit is, my mom, my dad, on? my brother So uh no, but genuinely um I appreciate you. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you
1: so much. Thanks Felix, you're a lovely person. I
0: appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Ditto. Beautiful.